Yuck way and welcome back to A Million Words. Today we are reading A Magic Treehouse, number 30. It's called Haunted Castle on Hallow's Eve by Mary Pope Osborne. Chapter 1, All Hallow's Eve. Maybe I should be a vampire instead of a princess, said Annie. She and Jack were sitting on their front porch. A cool breeze rustled through the trees. Autumn leaves twirled to the ground. But you already have your princess costume, said Jack. Besides, you were a vampire last week. I know, but I want to wear my big teeth again, said Annie. So wear your big teeth and be a vampire princess, said Jack. He stood up. I'm going to go put on my ghoul makeup now. Oh, man, said Jack. A giant black bird swooped down to the ground. The bird strutted through the fallen leaves. Its feathers glistened in the golden afternoon light. Wow, is that a crow? asked Annie. It's too big for a crow, said Jack. I think it might be a raven. A raven? said Annie. Cool. The raven lifted its sleek head and stared at them with bright eyes. Jack held his breath. The bird hopped forward. It flapped its great black wings and lifted into the air. Then he glided into the autumn sky and headed towards Frog Creek Woods. Annie jumped up. It's a sign! Morgan's back, she said. I think you're right, said Jack. Let's go. Jack and Annie hurried across their front yard, crunching through the leaves. They ran up their street and into the Frog Creek Woods. When they came to the tallest oak, they saw the rope ladder swaying in the wind. The magic tree house was waiting for them. Just as we thought, said Annie, smiling. Jack followed her up the ladder. When they climbed inside the treehouse, they saw no sign of Morgan Le Fay, the enchantress from the kingdom of Camelot. That's Aussie weird. Kid. Aussie kid. <clears throat> Come here. It's a chapter book. Oh. Chapter book? Where are the pages to see? No pictures. You have to use your imagination. Just as we thought, said Annie, smiling. <clears throat> Jack followed her up the ladder. And when they climbed inside the treehouse, they saw no sign of Morgan Le Fay, the enchantress from the kingdom of Camelot. That's weird, said Jack, looking around. The wind blew hard again, shaking the tree branches. A huge yellow leaf fluttered through the open window and came to rest at Jack's feet. Oh, man, he said, look at this. What, said Annie. Jack picked up the leaf. There was writing on it. The letters were curvy and old-fashioned. Wow, whispered Annie. What does it say? Jack held up the leaf to the treehouse window. In the fading light, he read aloud, To Jack and Annie of Frog Creek on All Hollows Eve, look for me, in the heart of the oak, M. M, said Annie. Morgan never signs her messages with M. Right, said Jack, but Merlin does, they said together. Like when he sent us the invitation to spend Christmas in Camelot, said Annie. She pointed to the royal invitation that still lay in the corner of the treehouse. Now he's inviting us on Halloween, said Jack. Halloween was called All Hallows' Eve a long time ago. I know, said Annie. We have to go. Of course, said Jack. There was no way they would turn down an invitation from the master magician of all time. But how do we get there? I bet our invitation will take us, said Annie, like when we went to King Arthur's castle on Christmas Eve. Good idea, said Jack. He pointed to the fancy writing on the leaf. I wish we could go, uh, to where this leaf invitation came from, said Annie. <clears throat> right, said Jack. 
the wind began to blow. The treehouse started to spin. It spun faster and faster, and then everything was still, absolutely still. Chapter 2, The Heart of the Oak Jack opened his eyes. A chilly wind blew into the treehouse. Oak leaves swirled outside the window. Look, we have our costumes, said Annie. I'm not a princess or a vampire. Jack looked at their clothes. He was wearing a knee-length tunic and tights. Annie was wearing a long dress with an apron. Camelot costumes, Jack said softly. They looked out the window together. They were high in a huge oak tree in a thick forest. The afternoon sun was low in the autumn sky. So what do we do now, said Jack. The invitation says we're supposed to meet Merlin in the heart of the oak, said Annie. Yeah, but what does that mean, said Jack, scowling. The heart of an oak? Let's go down and try to figure it out, said Annie. She carefully placed their invitation in a corner of the treehouse. Then she and Jack climbed down the rope ladder. They stepped into the leafy ground. In the fading daylight, they began circling the base of the giant oak. They walked all the way around until they came back to the rope ladder again. We're back to where we started, said Jack. We never found the heart. Wait a minute, said Annie. What's that? She pointed to a long, thick crack in the bark of the tree trunk. A sliver of light seemed to be coming from the crack. Jack touched the bark around the light. He pushed. The crack got bigger. It's a secret door, said Jack, and he pushed harder. Creak! A tall, narrow door swung into the tree. Light streamed from inside. We found it, whispered Annie, the heart of the oak. Jack nodded. Let's go inside, said Annie. And they slipped through the narrow doorway into the bright hollow of the tree trunk. Jack couldn't believe his eyes. The round room was lit with hundreds of candles. <coughs> Shadows danced on the curved brown walls. This is impossible, thought Jack. The heart of the oak seemed much bigger than the tree itself. Welcome, said a deep, whispery voice. They turned around and saw an old man sitting in a carved wooden chair. He had a long white beard and wore a red cloak. Hi, Merlin, said Annie. Hello, Annie. Hello, Jack. It's good to see you again, said the magician. I'm grateful for the help you gave us on Christmas Eve in Camelot. Now, Morgan and I believe you might be able to help us again. We'd love to, said Annie. The whole future of our kingdom depends upon your success, said Merlin. Are you sure you want us? Jack asked. I mean, we're just kids. You have passed many tests for Morgan, said Merlin. Are you not master librarians and magicians of everyday magic? Jack nodded. Yes, we are, he said. Good. You will need all your skills on this mission, said Merlin. You will also need a helper and a guide from our world, the world of magic and legend. Are you coming with us? asked Annie. No, the magician said. Your guide shall be one much younger than I. He is in my library now. Yesterday... He brought me some books I had requested from Morgan's library. Merlin rose from his chair. Come, he said, leading them to a door in the curved wall. He opened it and stepped into another room. Jack and Annie followed him. 
The musty room was filled with scrolls and ancient-looking books. Sitting on the floor was a boy, about 11 or 12 years old. He was reading by the light of a lantern. Your helper and guide, Merlin said to Jack and Annie. The boy looked up. He had a friendly, freckled face and dark, twinkly eyes. He broke into a big grin. Arf, arf, he said. Teddy, cried Annie. Jack couldn't believe it. Their helper was the young sorcerer who was training well, as Morgan's that? apprentice. Well, who's that? That's Merlin. <clears throat> Merlin, for once, looked surprised. You already know each other? he asked. Yes, we met a while ago when I accidentally changed myself into a dog, said Teddy. Morgan wanted to teach Teddy a lesson, explained Annie, so she sent him with us on a four treehouse journeys before she changed him back into a boy. He saved us on the Titanic, and he saved us from a buffalo stampede. And from a tiger in India, said Jack, and a forest fire in Australia. Wondrous journeys indeed, said Merlin. I am glad you are already friends. Your friendship may help you on this mission. What is our mission? asked Annie. We are now in the outlying realms of Camelot, said Merlin. Beyond these woods lies the castle of a duke. Merlin leaned forward as if he were about to tell them something really scary. It will be your mission, he said, to bring order to the duke's castle. Merlin sat back in his chair. His gaze was calm, but a fierce light shone in his eyes. Bring order to a castle, thought Jack. Is that all? Who messed it up, sir? asked Annie. You will find out soon enough, said Merlin. We accept our assignment gladly, said Teddy. The mission will be done without fail. Merlin fixed his gaze on Teddy. Perhaps, he said, but a warning, my boy. You are hasty and careless with your magic rhymes. On this mission, you must choose all your words wisely. I will indeed, said Teddy. Merlin turned to Jack and Annie. And a warning to you, too, he said. You are about to enter a tunnel of fear. Proceed onward with courage, and you will come out into the light. Tunnel of fear, thought Jack thought. Merlin picked up the lantern and handed it to Teddy. The Duke's castle lies to the east. Go quickly, he said. Order must be restored as soon as possible. Teddy nodded at Merlin, and then he turned to Jack and Annie. To the Duke's castle, he said, and he led them out of the heart of the oak.